Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from our Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Aviva Richmond. Let's listen. A Radical Shabbat, Continuity and Discontinuity. In Kitisa, we transition abruptly from many chapters describing the Mishkan in all of its perfect detail to our first major sin as a people, creating the golden calf. Between these two very different poles, the ideal and the real, the Torah interjects with a brief discussion of Shabbat. This textual order is not merely coincidental. In Hasidic interpretation, we live this out in our own lives, as Shabbat each week brings us back to our pre-sin state. Shabbat reminds us that at our core, we have the capacity to live inside our vision for what should be, even as that vision may usually feel unattainable in the midst of the incremental work of our day-to-day lives. After finishing the instructions for how to build the Mishkan, the Torah reintroduces the importance of Shabbat. Speak to the people of Israel and say, Nevertheless, you must keep my Sabbaths. Rashi explains that the word nevertheless comes to exclude Shabbat from the work of the Mishkan. It is not totally clear what he means. The Hasidic teacher, the Sfat Emet, in 1871, shares the little bit he remembers from his own grandfather's interpretation of this cryptic phrase in Rashi. My teacher said the explanation is that just like the Mishkan is the matter of God's indwelling presence, and also the matter of Shabbat is the elevation of all creatures, so the Torah makes an exclusionary ruling that the matter of the Mishkan does not apply on Shabbat. His words need explanation, for I don't remember anymore. The spiritual role of the Mishkan and Shabbat seem to serve a similar function, but in opposite directions. The Mishkan represents God coming down to our earthly dimension, so to speak. Shabbat represents all creatures going up to God, so to speak. One might think these are complementary and work in tandem, but the point here is that for some reason they cannot sit side by side. As Svaramet revisits this puzzling concept year after year, he explains why the work of the Mishkan is irrelevant to Shabbat. First, we have to understand that at Sinai, We had attained a status like angels, with no barrier between ourselves and God, no gap between our real and ideal selves. The golden calf corrupted this status, and the point of the labors of the Mishkan was to bring us back to our pre-sin state. Quote, this was repaired through the work of the Mishkan, which involves clarifying the 39 labors, which include all of human action, through the toil of doing everything with Kedusha, We merit to find the glow of the divine presence in every place. We see here that building the Mishkan was not a one-time opportunity for Israel to make amends for their sin, but rather represents the work of all of human labor during the week. In this frame, the goal of our mundane work is like the goal of the Mishkan to distill God's presence hidden within the world around us in all of the mess of materiality and limitations of human existence. But the nature of Shabbat is different. Quote, However, on Shabbat, B'nai Israel didn't sin. Keeping Shabbat remains pure, without the need for any clarification. The weekday work of laboring to distill some semblance of divine presence within the world around us suddenly disappears on Shabbat, 
Shabbat brings us back to our pre-sin status when we didn't need the work of the Mishkan to seek out God's presence because God's presence was so clearly around us and even in us. Shabbat represents a total paradigm shift, not just taking a break from our usual spiritual work. Quote, and in Rashi, Shabbat Shabbaton, a restful rest, not temporary. This means that the rest should not be holding back from doing work for the time being, but forgetting the whole concept of work. On Shabbat, the to-do list evaporates as we tap into the core reality of who we are. There is no gap between us and God, between the people we are and the people we want to become. We bear witness to the fundamental power and possibility of the inner capacity of ourselves and the world around us. Now we understand the force of the original idea that Shabbat must be excluded from the work of the Mishkan. The work of the Mishkan is not just a different means to achieve a similar end. It is actually antithetical to Shabbat, an affront to the spiritual reality Sfat Emet describes. Through the gift, we might even say grace, of Shabbat each week, we are already close to God and contain within us the person we want to be. Seeking out someone right in front of you reflects that you are not seeing them or adamantly denying their existence. So too, pursuing the work of the Mishkan on Shabbat would undermine the already present force of our relationship with God and the truth of our inner being. The Sfatimit suggests that in our spiritual lives, we regularly toggle between the modes of incremental growth during the week and a kind of asymptotic discontinuity towards the infinite on Shabbat. We must have a dynamic spiritual practice. Yes, most of our time we are in the mode of slow progress towards an unreachable goal. But we have to interrupt that mindset and realize that if we are true to who we are, we can already recognize the person we want to become and taste the world we are trying to build. The radically disruptive leap of Shabbat renews our vision each week in two ways. Shabbat can reaffirm what we already think we are ultimately striving for, but it can also unsettle our regular spiritual trek, allowing us to adapt our vision of what we need to work towards. The dynamic modes of building towards closeness that Svadimet describes in our relationship with God can hold true on the interpersonal plane as well. In general, we may find ourselves trying to incrementally grow closer to others, especially after a time of conflict or misunderstanding, like the golden calf. Yet, Shabbat reminds us that we might do well to sometimes become aware of the raw desire to be always already close in a way that the incremental work may obscure. For most of the week, and most of our lives, we devote ourselves to the hard work of slowly getting closer to what we most hope for and long for in terms of who we can become, the relationships we have, and what our world can be. We are always aware of the work that remains to be done. It can often feel like an infinite gap between where we are and where we want to be. We take a break from this work on Shabbat, not just because we are tired and need time off, but to bring a sense of our true selves into clear focus and to know that what feels like the unattainable vision towards which we strive can actually be real. Shabbat Shalom. We'll close with the Lechado Di by Batya Levine. Ha <laughs> ha
אחד, ושמור אחד לשם אותי פרד, ולי תלווה לך דודי, לך דודי ליקת, ליקת קלה. ניקת קלה פני פני שבת פני שבת נקבלה.This episode of Tashma was produced by Jeremy Tabak and Sam Greenberg. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you.